the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. Glad to have you aboard. Had a sunny day, breezy, 45, the high, clear skies in store tonight, low 29. And uh, a lot like today for tomorrow, sunny, few clouds, high 44. Pro football, just four teams left in the mix for the Super Bowl. Green Bay at home against Tampa Bay this coming weekend. Buffalo and Kansas City will be going at it as well. As Tampa Bay took out New Orleans 30-20 to 20 last night and earlier yesterday afternoon, KC, led by former Eagles head coach Andy Reid, took care of Cleveland 22-17. Flyers are home tonight against Buffalo at 7.30. Sixers are off till Wednesday when they're home against Boston at 7. Last night's game with Oklahoma City was postponed. Victoria, how are you today? Welcome to a new week. Doing well. How was your weekend? It was good. It was busy. Um... I uh, saw a movie that was really great. It was called News of the World with Tom Hanks. I saw ads for that. It was a book. It was really good. I recommend if anyone wants to go see it. And uh, I also did uh, watch some football. All right. Well, that's a good <laughs> football that's, and a movie. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good weekend right there. Uh, speaking of football, we actually have a, a guest joining us in studio from our sister station, who happens to be a big, uh, big football fan. And our sister station is Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, Conservative News Talk. We have a big program coming up, by the way. Robert Jeffress from Pathway to Victory going to join us. Leah Remini from the program King of Queens, also a brand-new uh, game show host uh, for a program that starts tonight, People Puzzler. She'll be joining us, too, so we need a big shoehorn to get this program to happen, but we're confident it can. And uh, kicking it off, uh, the one and only Chris DeGaul from our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. Nice sweatshirt, Chris. Thank you. Did you notice the team on it? Yeah, I'm being a good sport. KC Chiefs, by the skin of their teeth, snuck into the AFC Championship round yesterday. Skin of Chad Henney's teeth, That's right. Patrick Mahomes with the... Did he officially have a concussion? No, I don't... They called it concussion-like symptoms. I don't think it was actually a concussion. I think what he suffered from was like a... Yeah, this is not a medical diagnosis. You ever, uh, you know, stood up too fast? You ever gotten, you know, dizzy? You get a rush of blood to your head? Yes, it's like eating ice cream too quickly. That's it. It's one of those kind of, either that or you kind of, I don't know if you noticed the tag. Did you watch the game? Uh, No, I did not. Well, he kind of got almost sort of choked. It wasn't that he hit his head. He got kind of... If you've ever kind of lost blood flow to your head, it's, it's you know what it is. It's not a good feeling, uh, so it makes you a little dizzy. But it's not a. It wasn't like a. I think he's playing Sunday. Is the I, cut to the chase answer I, to that? I, I bet that it would take a lot for him to not play. Uh, Chris is the host of our 
fine morning program on Philadelphia's AM 990. The Answer, conservative news talk, in case you're not familiar. You can check that out each weekday, 6 till 9. And every once in a while, Chris will wander in the studio here to turn the thermostat back up for me. Because... <laughs> to old folks home 80. Chris Chris likes it like an ice box. Like, what's that Willie the Penguin who would cry ice cubes? And you like it to grow orchids. That's kind of... That's kind of how it is in here. So No, literally. I come in in the morning, and you could grow orchids in here, and, and I, I have to turn it down. I come in the afternoon, and by the time I'm in here, my fingernails are all purple. <laughs> so I have to find a way, kind of like the Republicans and Democrats, to work through the issues on both sides of the thermostat. So that's, right. that's uh, there's got to be some middle ground. So so tomorrow is the big, big whoop-de-doo. So if folks want to check you out each weekday, they can. Uh, what's, what's the latest conversation for you on the eve of the, the inauguration? Or what, we're two days away now. Right. Um, well, really, the military buildup, it's, it's sort of unprecedented. And it's um, largely, I mean, people that I have spoken to that are actually in the military, it's unprecedented. The resources that we're sending to Washington right now. And um, <laughs> i got to say, what's really gotten kind of off the rails is the discussion about the people serving in the military. I mean, just today, there was a member of Congress on CNN wondering aloud, saying the quiet part out loud, uh, you know, the military, these guardsmen are made up of mostly white men who overwhelmingly statistically vote for Trump. And I don't know, <laughs> if maybe if they, you know, he's yeah. saying that out loud. Huh. Like, you just can't say... I mean, everybody needs to just kind of calm down. Meaning like they may not do their job? That's sure the implication. Like, we can't trust them to keep us safe because, we, you know. That's kind of, well, yeah. That's that's a congressman, for heaven's sakes, implicating members of the National Guard. They're not going to guard and protect people because they voted for Trump. I mean, that's just nuts. It's kind of weird. Well, and so what what is the pulse been? Because you take one of the things, I actually heard a caller last week say, he started his call off by saying, first of all, I'm going to tell you how great it is to be able to take phone calls in Philadelphia and be able to to, to have our voice heard. You, you take a number of calls, a lot of guests every morning, but a lot of calls too. Where are people at? Oh, it's, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, consider yourself fortunate to... Uh, spend time with the Lord as you do, as your focus and your thrust and your center right now. And I'm actually trying to spend more time myself that way too, and encouraging people that way. Yeah. I, I honestly, uh, it's you know, people have gone to some pretty unhappy and, and sometimes unhealthy places with this. Sure. Um, sure. You know, that scene at the Capitol was was not good for anybody, and it, it people, you know, look if if you think this election. Um, was, uh, if you want to use the word stolen, or you think there was funny business with it, and uh, it didn't turn out the way you wanted because it was uh, ill-gotten, Yeah. well, I mean, wh- where do you go from there? I mean, if, if you believe that, try to talk somebody out of that. Similarly, if you believe the other way, that yeah. your guy won it virtuous, virtuously and outright, and you just couldn't stand the other guy, well, then you have no time for the people claiming that your yeah. guy stole it. I, it just, um, I'm, I'm struck at what an impasse we are conversationally, hmm. uh, and that's kind of... Well, That's overwhelming. That, well, can, that can get overwhelming. I will say this. Uh, having listened to the program all of last year, there's a lot to navigate through, especially COVID. And uh, one thing I think that you're very strong at doing is 
is uh, seeing ahead a little bit and actually even saying things before they happen a bit in terms of uh, kind of keeping the record straight. Um, and like with uh, coronavirus on that topic about the line moving, how it was uh, initially flattening the curve and that the, the narrative kept changing and you were calling it out as or before it happened to remind people like it's easy to get swept up in what's being reported as though what's on TV is necessarily always true. And uh, you kind of have to remind people, look, we want to on that topic, right? You want to respect the virus and all of that, but you also don't want to get swept up in just what's being said is, well, we better go there too, right? And all the conversation on online and all that. So yeah. um, they'll get that when they tune into you. I would want people to know that. Well, thanks. I uh, I think with, you know, the, the virus was one that, um, you know, we have the luxury in our business of forecasting and looking ahead and peeling back. And, you know, our job, I always say, take the 30,000 foot view because people are busy. They're raising their kids and they've got jobs. And all my job is, is to analyze and look at and read through news. So that's all I do. Um, if I had other things to do, I probably wouldn't have the time or the wherewithal. So I actually, I'm blessed in the way that I'm able to kind of peel back and often kind of ask myself, okay, so you're telling us today this, but then what? And so I often find myself asking the question, okay, and then what? And then what? Yeah. And that annoys people a lot (laughs) because rather than just say, okay, yes, I hear what you're saying today. Let's just do this today. I always say, okay, and if we do this today, then what tomorrow and next week? And, And what if this doesn't work out next week or next month? Right. And so often that's meant with, oh, just shut up and do it now, you know. Yeah. And um, that's not good enough for me. I think those are wise. I mean, that's really wise. It's what's it's what's needed because you've shown a willingness uh, on, uh, let's even on the mask topic, which which comes back, even though it's a simple thing, it's a complicated thing because perhaps what it represents. You have shown, if, if folks listen to the podcast, a willingness to say, okay, in certain situations, I get it. I'm with it. People want to wear one. But also kind of not subscribing to the all, you know, we all must and then you better. And like the kind of there's there's got to be a reasonability to the whole top topic. And I think if people listen to you long enough, they will see that coming through. If, if folks are tuning in, want some in, in the uh, the times we find ourselves in and all the different changes going on. I think there's a, there's a lot of wisdom to tune in and listen to what you have to say. I hope. You know, Tim, I, I, I don't really it's not like I don't think anybody's truly an absolutionist on it. I I think it would be terribly arrogant of any of us to say we know. We don't know. I mean, there's still so much about it we don't. We still don't understand who it kills. I mean, it still doesn't make any sense to any of us. Science doesn't know. Medicine doesn't understand why a 94-year-old woman, it it can literally not impact. And a 23-year-old, you know, nurse, it can, you know, who's sure. healthy as a horse, it can wipe out or give a stroke. Right. It's just odd. It's a bizarre thing we still don't get. And it scares people, and I respect that it scares people. But as a statistical matter, we do understand the statistics, and that's very much in our favor on balance. On average, it's very much in your favor. There are random, very alarming stories. Like everything, you can point to really random, alarming stories, but they are random. But unfortunately, yeah. the random stories, as you know, in our business, the random stories are what get the attention. And sure. it, it makes you think that that's the reality for all of us every day. And it's that's what I've hated throughout all this is it uh, it's made everybody's walls close in on them when I just don't I don't think that's been an accurate representation. 
Krista Gall's our guest, Philadelphia's uh, AM 990 The Answer, your morning show host each weekday 6 till 9. We have a brief break. We'll keep our conversation going. Obviously, it's a big week. It's uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day as well. want to uh, play a clip for you from that as well with uh, his niece, Dr. Alveda King, who joined our program a couple of times in the last couple of years. And much more. We have Dr. Robert Jeffress, who's with Pathway to Victory every weekday 9.30 on WFIL. And he is one of the uh, pastors in the station. Does not seem to have a problem you know, sharing with his thoughts on politics and all that. But he has a book out, actually, we're going to focus on and maybe just catch him for a little bit of a, a conversation about the events of the week coming up. And Leah, uh, Leah Remini, who is best known as Carrie from uh, King of Queens TV show, some other things she's done over the years, is host of a brand new uh, fun game show on the Game Show Network called People Puzzler, which debuts later on tonight. So she'll join us, too. A lot to pack in here. And the Phillies had a signing, so we'll get a couple audio clips from the press conference earlier today. A lot to do. Hang on. It's Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 417, the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for tuning in. Our first of three guests this hour, Chris DeGaulle from our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. is there each weekday, 6 till 9. And before the break, we were talking about his beloved Kansas City Chiefs. He is a Kansas City guy at heart, but also has been in Philly for many years and now has adopted Philly as his second hometown and does the program each day in fine fashion. Uh, talking about a number of different topics uh, before the break. The, the whole thing about the riot at the White House and everything, uh, you have played a clip a number of times on the show of President Trump's uh, speech the day that he supposedly incited a massive riot. And you've played the clip, and um, I don't know how many people are playing that clip or who have heard it, but uh, just share about that for a second so folks understand <laughs> what, what that was about. I, I think it's an important clip. It's a clip I play a lot, and I don't think people hear it often. I don't know how many people, if all, at all play it, um, where the president very specifically says, in just a little while, it's toward the end of his speech, in just a little while, we are going to march peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol. Uh, to to let our voices be heard. He says the words peacefully and patriotically. And those words negate, those two words instantly negate the notion of insurrection or calls for violence or anything. And of course, that would be terrible for a a news narrative that's trying to sell the idea that he told people to go storming the Capitol. So they don't play it and you don't hear it. They never show the video of it. But yeah, we do have that clip and... We keep it on hand. I play it regularly whenever it's brought up. Yeah, I just think it's important because it is easy on surface for anybody, whether it's news or any other thing in life, to take the first thing you hear or first set of things you hear and run with that. Because I heard callers to your show, uh, a couple callers who were describing the scene that day. Like a one woman said people were there with their babies and their dogs. It was just a fine, like, normal day. And at no point did you hear in the speech where it's something, like, let's go, ready, let's go! <laughs> Well, now, to be honest and to be fair, yeah. if, if I'm to be completely honest with you, I don't know what was to be accomplished that day. I mean, if I'm to be wholly honest with you, yeah. I don't – I've heard the criticism of Donald Trump. Why Why do that? Why go that day? Why, why give people the impression that Mike Pence was going to do something that day? Yeah. I've heard that criticism, and I think it has merit. 
I sure, do. sure. I, I'm not sure I understand the logic. Um, do I think those people would have not gone that day or gathered that? I think those people were going to gather on the mall that day no matter what, whether Donald Trump decided to go or not. So um, the yeah. merits of Donald Trump speaking that day or not, I don't know. Do I think Donald Trump speaking caused those people to be violent? I 100% do not. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, lots to consider, folks, and check out the podcast. It's on our site. The website is 990theanswer.com. Chris does 6 to 9 each weekday. Also has his own podcast, com. What's the website for folks, for your separate podcast? Yeah, just, just my name, com. Okay, so that people can check that out there. Thanks, Chris. And Thank you, Tim. I'll be uh, turning up the thermostat here in a second. And What do you think? Chiefs, Bills. You like the Chiefs? Man, I, I do. Are they still hungry? Are the Bills going to... Your hometown Chiefs, and folks should know that Chris does radio here, but he also does radio in Kansas City every day. So McDermott yeah. was head Andy Reid's. Yes. McDermott is uh, head coach of the Bills. He was Andy Reid's defensive coordinator here for the Eagles. Right. Fired in 2010. Yes, he was. <laughs> so there's that storyline going on. That's true. Everywhere you look, the Philly coaches have left town and are accomplishing <laughs> things in other markets. Well, And there's very seldom a storyline that isn't tied back to Andy Reid somehow. That's A- true. Andy Reid's coaching tree is amazing. Yeah. So do you, would you put your money on the Chiefs next week? Uh, barely. Barely. Okay. I'm just curious if having won the Super Bowl last year softens things a bit for them. Not quite as hungry. I mean, of course, they want to win. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? Are you a little nervous? Yeah, very, sure. No, you haven't haven't seen a back-to-back Super Bowl win since the 03-04 Patriots. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. That tells you how tough it is. Very People tough. want to say, that guy stinks. Like, guess what? <laughs> right. 30-plus <laughs> teams are all trying to win. So, And speaking of them, how about Tom Brady coming on again? I thought they were going to lose to the Saints last night. Yeah. And he proved me wrong. He proved me wrong. That's amazing. That guy's my age. How about that? Wow. That guy's my age. Although in a little bit, just a tiny bit better shape. Yeah, he's thrown for a few more yards than you have. <laughs> That'll be a great game, too. Yeah, it will. Against the Packers this coming weekend. I know where I'll be Sunday afternoon. My phone will be off, and I will be full of snacks and feed up. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, stay safe. I know you will. Indeed. Chris DeGaul, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, morning host, conservative uh, talk radio in Philly market. You're welcome to tune that in any weekday, 6 till 9, podcast on our sister station's uh, website, simply 990theanswer.com. We have a quick break to take. Going to play back some clips for you from today's press conference with the Phillies as they introduced a new pitcher that has joined the team, Archie Bradley. And then we also have Dr. Robert Jeffers from Pathway to Victory going to join us. And on top of that, big cherry on the Sunday. Looking forward to Leah Remini from the show Kings and Queens. Uh, King, uh, yeah, from um, a number of years back. She's also done a lot of other um, uh, shows and movies over the years. She's actually a game show host now on the Game Show Network, People Puzzler, which debuts tonight. That and if we have time, we'll shoehorn a giveaway in. In fact, let's do it right now. Victoria, do you think we can handle that? I don't know. Are we being irresponsible here? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> but that's the fun of it. If you want to win a gift card to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, give a quick call right now. Victoria will be glad to pick up and jot your address down. We'll mail out a gift card to you. Uh, the number is 800-560-WFIL. 800-560-9345 to win right now. It's courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 
It's 426 in the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Victoria, we have a winner of a gift card before we proceed. Am I correct? Uh, I think so. So who was we, we're going to make a second winner here, I think. Who's the first winner, Victoria? Oh, all right. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hi, who's this? Hi, my name's Loretta. Hi, Loretta. How you been? Good, thank you. Good. Where are you from? Ardmore, Pennsylvania. All right, we're going to make you a winner. Is that good by you? Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised. <laughs> Sitting with my brother in the car, and I, we, he has WFIL, and we're listening. We're talking about Tony Evans and all that. Yeah. And I just said, oh, let me try to call. <laughs> good for you. You know what? what is, I think it, I think it was the the great uh, the great one Wayne Gretzky, hockey player, who says you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. I think it was him who said that. That's correct. All right, so there you yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank well, you. <laughs> I'll put you on hold. Victoria is going to take your info, and we'll get your inf- uh, You know, your mailing address off the air, and we appreciate you calling in. And Victoria, before you grab that, uh, who else? We had another winner call in too. We had a Mr. Jonathan Katz. Okay, congratulations from Where's Horsham. John- very good, Jonathan. Congratulations to you. So we need a couple winners there. I like that very much. Um, I'm playing the Charlie Brown music here, by the way, because I saw snow outside my window this afternoon for maybe, I don't know, two minutes. It's beautiful. Loved it. Uh, what else is going on? Well, 29, clear skies tonight. Sunny, a few clouds, high 44 tomorrow. Flyers are home this evening. It's Buffalo, 7.30. ers home Wednesday against Boston at 7.00. Last night's game with Oklahoma City was postponed. And in pro football, down to the final four, you had Tampa Bay beating New Orleans last night, 30-20. to 20. So Tampa Bay moves on to play with uh, play against Green Bay. And then the other side of things, Kansas City beat Cleveland yesterday, and they'll tackle Buffalo this coming Sunday. So four teams are competing for those last couple of spots to play in the Super Bowl several weeks from now. Also, in baseball, not to be outdone, Phillies uh, continue working on their roster. They signed pitcher Archie Bradley. He was with Arizona for about five years. Tail end of last year, went over to Cincinnati, did well. The Cincinnati Reds did not re-sign him, but he is now a Philadelphia Philly, and he has been a starter, but also in recent years a reliever, a hard-throwing relief pitcher, and on the Zoom call that uh, happened earlier today, here's what he had to say about coming to Philly. First off, I'm happy to be a Philly. Um, I'm very fired up. Um, I had a great run in Arizona. My, my last month in Cincy was great, but to hit the free agent market. It, and uh, from the very beginning, Philly was was the main team that I was interested. They made it very known how badly they wanted me. And, and not just for pitching, but some of the things I pride myself in, um, which is being a good teammate, being a leader. And, and my main focus is to win. Again, that's Archie Bradley, new Phillies pitcher, who, at least on the surface, appears to be part of the uh, bullpen, which was a sore spot for the Phillies last year. But also, he added a little something later on. Well, I'm probably going to get myself in trouble for saying this, but I think I still think the starter's inside of me. Um, when I got moved to the bullpen, you know, I was still learning how to pitch in the big leagues, and I, I always wish I would have got a chance to start again after transitioning to the bullpen. The bullpen taught me so much on just – day-to-day preparedness, how to work, how to get ready quick, and how a lot of those long routines that you have as a starter can kind of get in your way sometimes. And at the end of the day, you pick up the ball and you throw it. And and it really got me down to the basics of what being a big league pitcher was. It taught me how to get guys out, how to work in big situations. And ultimately, it made me the pitcher I am today. But I would say just, you know, I was still learning how to be a big leaguer. And in that second, third year and fourth year in the pen, I, I learned how to be a big leaguer. 
That's new Phillies pitcher Archie Bradley, who at least for the time being appears he'll be in the bullpen. Uh, a couple other folks on that Zoom call earlier today, Phillies manager Joe Girardi, and he was asked because last year was his first year managing the team. It kind of is, is he a little frustrated because last year, his debut season, he really had to deal with all kinds of other stuff, only had 60 games to work with, and all kinds of other things going on. Uh, so he talked about that a little bit, and also because last year there were a bunch of rule changes, like starting extra innings with a guy on second base and stuff like that. Uh, so here's what he had to say. Anytime that I'm not part of a World Series winner, I would consider it a frustrating season. Not there aren't a lot of good things that happen, and there are a lot of good days because I love what I do, and it's enjoyable to come to work every day. But when you set your mind on winning world championships, when you don't get there, you know, you continue to evaluate everything you did and, and, and measure, you know, what you did. As, as far as the rule changes, I didn't really have a problem with those. Um, adapting to those, I thought some of them were somewhat beneficial to us. Uh, so it, it didn't bother me. And yes, I'm, I'm excited to, to get back to Philadelphia and enjoy Philadelphia the way it was meant to be enjoyed as a baseball town. You know, without having the fans there, it was different. Without being able to enjoy the great city of Philadelphia, it was different. So I am really excited to get back there and have an opportunity to do that. That's Phillies manager Joe Girardi. Played for five teams or four uh, four teams in his major league career, and also as a manager for the Marlins and for the Yankees, and has been part of World Series championship teams. So for him to say anything short of that is a disappointment. Well, he knows what he's talking about, as does Dave Dombrowski, who was on the call today as well. And if you're a Phillies fan, you're wondering which direction are they going? Are they moving sideways? Are they moving forward toward the playoffs? Or as uh, he was asked, are, are the Phillies a team in transition? Or what's the story? And Nombroski has uh, been part of several World Series championship teams and, and World Series participants as well. Here's what Dave Dombrowski had to say. The way I would describe it is, I mean, I've heard that term. I understand it. But the way I look, there's just too many good players on the Philadelphia Phillies baseball team to be thinking about transitioning. Uh, we're thinking about winning. Um, that's what we're going to try to do. I mean, we're going to try to do what we can. And now um, I, I think we have some work ahead of us before we – um, this winter time, before we get to that point, hopefully those things can take place. But right now, I mean, my mentality is from coming here, and when I say that, I don't mean that we're mortgaging our future at this particular time. I don't. I don't think that we're at that place by any means. But I think we're in a position where if we can make a couple moves in particular with some of the uh, players that we have, I don't know why we can't compete to win. Sure, we're not going to be the favorite to win our division with some of the other clubs there, but. I've been always been on clubs that have been favored that have ended up winning their divisions. So those things get separated on the field. So I, now again, we've got a long time. We got well, not a long time, but we have what another month till less than that till we take the field. But about that time period. So we'll see what ends up taking place. But our goal is to try to uh, to win. Dave Dombrowski, they want to win the whole thing, and they plan on aiming for it. So we'll see uh, how they do. In the meantime, quick break. We're welcoming aboard Dr. Robert Jeffress shortly. Pathway to Victory as new devotional out. And actress Leah Remini going to join us. Uh, she has a, uh, a program she's now hosting on the Game Show Network called People Puzzler. That's debuting this evening, in fact. More to come. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 4.36 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for tuning in every weekday at 9.30 a.m., also 8 p.m. 
And a couple of times on the weekend, Pathway to Victory hits the WFIL airwaves and online. And uh, from that program, Dr. Robert Jeffress joining us. Hello, sir. How you doing? Doing great, Tim. Glad to be with you. Yeah, folks can catch the program every weekday morning at 9.30, also weeknights at 8, a couple times on the weekend. And among other things, Senior Pastor of the uh, First Baptist Church in Dallas, uh, contribute to Fox News, many other things you've done in the lifetime God's given you, and, and now a new book, A Place Called Heaven, Devotional, 100 Days of Living in the Hope of Eternity. And I just thought I'd throw it out there to start, just if you could share a little backstory, what led you to writing it? Well, a couple of years ago, I wrote a book, A Place Called Heaven, which God used in a great way and uh, had a tremendous audience. And about a year and a half ago, the publisher said, there's been such a great response to this book. What about a devotional uh, based on the book that would take uh, 100 days and have Christians focus on the hope of heaven. Little did we know when we planned that, that the week the book was released would be in the midst of political division and a pandemic and other sorts of things going on in the world that really make our appetite toward heaven even greater than it is in normal times. And uh, Tim, this is a, a little devotional of, hell, of hope. Uh, every devotional is about a page and a half. And you know, Paul told us in Colossians 3 that we're to uh, fix our hope, set our hope on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth. And uh, this devotional, a place called Heaven Devotional, is an easy way to help people do that. Is that now, is that something that folks should uh, use in conjunction with the book you wrote a couple years back, or can it stand on its own as is? It stands on its own. Uh, Whether or not they have the original book, it might whet their appetite for the original book, a place called Heaven, that really answers 10 of the most frequently asked questions about Heaven. But you can use this by itself. Yeah, and you're referencing that, of course, this past year, lots of events in the world have kind of thrown things to a, gr- a halt. Uh, I guess specifically COVID slowing down the pace of life, if nothing else. And maybe folks have more time to think a little bit about the big picture. What have you found with regard to an interest in heaven, whether it's with folks in your own congregation or just folks in everyday life? There is a huge appetite for this. Uh, we're airing this on Pathway to Victory right now my series, A Place Called Heaven, and uh, we're having a greater response now than we did when we originally aired the program. People are hungry for heaven. And it's not that the reality of heaven erases our problems, but it puts those problems in perspective. You know, Paul said in Second Corinthians 4 that he's, he considered the light, momentary afflictions of this world as nothing compared to the eternal weight of glory of heaven. You know, Paul went through some real suffering, 39 times beaten with a rod three different times, 39 lashes, shipwrecked, eventually beheaded. But Paul said compared to the length and the greatness of heaven, uh, these things are small and momentary. And I think we need to not deny the problems and challenges we're facing, but keep them in perspective. And uh, focusing on heaven helps us do that. Is there any particular, of course, everyone matters and, and, and you want everyone to know about heaven. Um, do you feel like the devotional has a particular area or, or age range that would benefit most from the devotional? Or you can never start too young and it's okay to have... I don't think you can ever start too young. Now, I do have a children's book, A Place Called Heaven for Children, that yeah. if your children are 8 or 9 or 10, it's uh, a beautifully illustrated book just for children that will help pe- children uh, know about heaven, but also know the way to heaven through faith in Jesus Christ. But this devotional will be great for teens all the way through senior adults. 
and talked yeah. with Dr. Robert Jeffress. He's a pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas, also hosts the Pathway to Victory radio program. You can catch 9.30 each weekday morning, also 8 o'clock at night, a couple of times on the weekend, too. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, radio is a very private medium. I'll mention this every now and again on the show. And uh, people can listen to the privacy of their car, their home, their headset. And so theoretically, and research has shown that a lot of folks who listen actually aren't Christians. And it's a way for them to investigate the faith without having to go into a church where they might feel a little bit more intimidated or not sure how to, how to behave, if you will, or whatever. So um, maybe for folks who are listening today who are not necessarily Christians, but maybe they've thought about it, what would you share with them that would encourage them? Um, and could this devotional also help them? Well, absolutely. In fact, this devotion would be of especially of help to them. You know, the fact is we're all going to die. Uh, I think this pandemic has made people come to terms with their own mortality. Uh, you probably statistically won't die from this pandemic, but you're going to die from something. And the most important thing uh, is to make sure when you take that journey into eternity that you have the passport, the only passport, that will allow you into heaven. It's not a passport that's stamped Christian, Jew, Muslim, uh, Methodist, Baptist. The only passport that will get you into heaven is one that is stamped forgiven. We have to be forgiven of our sins. And that's what Christ came to do, to do for us what we could never do for ourselves, and that is cleanse us from our sins and present us forgiven before God. So I hope that this book will ultimately be a motivator for non-Christians to want so much to go to heaven when they die that they're willing to receive that passport, that forgiveness of sins that God offers freely to anyone who will take it. Sometimes I think folks also think about heaven in terms of, you know, well, what does it look like and, and um, how much can you know? Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, if maybe you could speak to that for a moment, but also the, for not to be forgotten that in as much as what it looks like is, well, who's the one we're going to be with that makes it worth being there in the first place? Well, um You know, the Bible has given us just enough details about heaven to whet our appetite. I think, Tim, if God told us everything about heaven, I think we'd be so anxious to get there. We'd kind of be like a child sitting with a meal of broccoli, potatoes, and meat, and the mother puts down an ice cream sundae right beside it. I mean, he can't (laughs) eat the food for thoughts about the dessert. He wants to get to the dessert. I think we'd want to get to heaven as quickly as possible. But God has given us just enough to know what it's going to be like, and of course, who's going to be there. The guy, the one who knows us most, the God who knows us most and loves us most is the one who has created heaven, and he's created heaven for you. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. Heaven was designed with you in mind. Amen. Amen. You know, my mom passed away in April of 2015, and uh, I don't even remember how or why, but John 14 the first uh, six verses came to mind, that and and one of the Psalms as well, that in those first few days and weeks kept coming to mind, and it was very comforting. I grew up in a Christian home, but those verses would say, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may also be where I am. Just the very concrete nature of and the intentionality of God was extremely comforting uh, to know, yeah, my, my mom is not just kind of going to a general right. a room or something, <laughs> very specific. So I would think that would be very encouraging for folks to know that. 
And Jesus said it is a place. That Greek word tapas means a geographical location. Heaven's not a state of mind. It's not a figment of somebody's imagination. It is a place that is real, and that's the great thing about heaven. Dr. Robert Jeffress, our guest, the, uh, the devotional is called A Place Called Heaven Devotional, 100 Days of Living in the Hope of Eternity. Kind of just piggybacking off what you just said there, too. What, what have you kind of, you know, you could probably spend all day talking with people about what isn't true, and there's value in engaging people or, or you know, to, to dispel maybe a, a, a myth or something. But then there's also, let's get on to what is true for sure. Let's focus on that because you need to know that part. Uh, but how much, just describe for a second the devotional, the balance of, of maybe dispelling some myths and maybe an example of one versus now here's the way. Let's make sure we know this part. You know, I think one of the greatest myths about heaven that I deal with in a positive way is the idea that somehow when we die, we become somebody else. No, our life is uh, a continuum that begins when we're born, but it transcends death throughout eternity. We're going to have our personalities in heaven, uh, the gifts that God has given you, the interests, the abilities, the skills. They're not just for the brief time we're here on earth. They will be a part of us throughout all eternity and help us fulfill the assignments God has for us throughout all eternity. The relationships we have here on earth are going to continue in heaven. We're going to know one another, Jesus said, in heaven. Uh, I think that's the greatest myth that people have that, frankly, makes heaven unappealing to some people. The idea that I have to leave behind my personality, my gifts, my, my friendships, my relationships. No, they continue throughout all eternity. Well, and then along those lines, is there a part of the devotional that talks a little bit about therefore? as you're still walking this planet, how to live your life a little bit? Well, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, you've heard this phrase about uh, being so heavenly-minded, you're not any earthly good. I've never met anybody like that. I've never met anybody who thinks too much about heaven. As C.S. Lewis said, our problem is we think too little of it. Mm. And then he said, if you look at history, history will show that the Christians who have been most effective in this world are the ones who thought most about the next world. There's something about focusing on heaven that reminds you of the brevity of this life and makes you want to be as effective as you can be for Jesus Christ. Dr. Robert Jeffress, Senior Pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. Also, Pathway to Victory each weekday morning, 930 and weeknights at 8. A couple times on the weekend, too. A Place Called Heaven Devotional, 100 Days of Living in the Hope of Eternity. I believe tomorrow is the release date for that. Uh, and just kind of also, obviously, the day after that, we're having, some, we're having the inauguration switchover. Uh, and you're, you know, some pastors kind of stay in the back burner with regards to politics. You are not that way as much. You're more feeling convicted to, to speak up over the years, at least. Uh, just any thoughts on what's going on in the world right now and in light of also maybe the devotional and God's sovereignty? Well, I have a lot to say about that, and I'm going to say it on Pathway to Victory. I preached a message yesterday on how Christians should respond to President Biden. I know many Christians are distraught and upset, but it's a hope-filled message about this one fact, that even though the occupant of the Oval Office is changing, the occupant of the throne of heaven will never change. And I'm going to talk about four things about God that has never changed and will never change, and that's going to air next Monday and Tuesday on a special two-part edition of Pathway to Victory. Oh, that's great. Folks, and look forward to that. That'll be coming up, I guess, a week from now. And uh, we really appreciate your time. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Uh, any any final thoughts on the, the book itself, the devotional? Yeah. 
Uh, people may want to know where to get it. Or, uh, you can get it through Pathway to Victory, or right now you can get it at Amazon. I think it's even on sale or any of the e-tailers, even at Hobby Lobby. So go to any of those places and you can pick it up. That sounds great. Dr. Jeffress, always a pleasure talking with you. God bless you. Keep up the great work. Thanks for having me, Tim. All right. Dr. Robert Jeffress and Pathway to Victory on the Tim DeMoss Show. Again, the devotional that's uh, available to you. Uh, you can find those locations he just mentioned, a place called heaven, a hundred days of living and the hope of eternity. Quick break. We'll cap off our program with actress Leah Remini, known as a, a King carrier and King of Queens program, Kevin James. She's host of a new program that starts tonight on uh, the game show network. Back in a second with more WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss show heard weekday afternoons four till five on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 450 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for listening in. You can feel free to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, by the way, or you can get it from our homepage, too, at WFIL.com. Capping off our program in fine fashion, actress Leah Remini, who you know from many different places, including Carrie in the King of Queens show with Kevin James. And a host of a new program called People Puzzler on the Game Show Network. How you doing, Leah? Debuts tonight. How are you? Good, Tim. How you doing? Excellent. Congratulations on the show. Thank you, sir. Yeah. How'd you, how did you guys... I'm curious the path to People Puzzler for you. How did you become part of that? They just called me and asked me if I wanted to do it. And, you know, I at, at a time that this came to me, you know, we're, we're still in the middle of the pandemic, but I, I was like... And I was still doing, uh, I was doing a podcast with Mike Rinder called Fair Game, um, and I just needed to be around normal people who wanted to have a good time and uh, would win some money. And I was like, why not? <laughs> and so, it, because this is a game, you know, from People Magazine, it is the crossword puzzle in People Magazine. It combines pop culture, you know, with fun facts. I was like, okay, this is something that I could possibly get. Yes. Because I don't, I don't like to do things that I just, I, I can't even, you know, like Jeopardy things that I just can't. Right. I'm like, I can't, it, like, I can't, I, I, I don't even know. I'd, be, I'd just be like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, <laughs> I'm out. I don't, I don't, I'm out. I don't even understand the question, I'm out. So this was just something that I felt was so relatable and fun, and it just came at the right time. And I had the I, I I had the best time. It's a great point. I was thinking crossword puzzles. I like them, but I always feel like I go in knowing I'm not going to be able to finish it, and that deters me a little bit because I'm going to have to ask. I don't mind asking yeah. for help, but I, I know I can't finish it on my own. So I was going to ask about people puzzling. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, I do the same thing. Like I'll just like you know shimmy up to somebody in the house and be like, "Hey, what would you think this is?" And then I brainwash <laughs> myself into thinking that I did it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and I ask them the one that I know will bring me to other places that I could maybe possibly right. solve it. Right. Uh, or I simply Google it. I simply Google it. And I, and I, I do cheat at these types of things only to make myself feel a little bit better. I'm like, well, I would have known that had I just not been distracted. Yeah. Um, so it's just, a, like I said, it's just fun. And I had the best time. I mean, I laughed so much. I got to see and be with normal people. And they won money, and I was just so happy. I mean, even the people who didn't, like, who didn't win, like when we were talking about the show, what the setup was, I was like, well, but what about the people who don't win? Like, shouldn't they get something? They're like, so 
you want to just give everybody something? I was like, well, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they should be punished because they didn't get it under pressure. You know, that's the other thing, too. Like, when you're being timed. Yes. Right, Tim? Like, when you're being timed, you're like, all you're saying to yourself is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Next I don't question. Know. Next question. <laughs> pass. Pass. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, I was thinking about that because you want people at least muttering under their breath, if not yelling at the TV. So it needs to be complicated, but not, I mean, hard enough, but not too, e- not too easy, but not too hard either, right? Because you want people to engage, otherwise they won't even turn it on. So I'm sure that goes into the, the writing oh, exactly. of, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, all of us at home, we're like, oh, how dumb. How can you not, don't know that? <laughs> but there's certain times, there's certain times, like, the good thing about the people puzzler is like, we give them like a letter, right? Like. So, and then a clue. So there's a, the first letter and then a clue. There's certain things, like, I'm not a judgy person when it comes to game shows, because I'm like, who can do this? Like, yeah. under pressure, right? right. But, it, but if it's just something something that, that comes from FedEx, and the first letter is B, and the second and the third letter is X, <laughs> and you have one, I'm like, hmm. dude, please tell me you know what it's, like, so many times, like, I almost said, you, please tell me you know it's box. Like, please tell me you know <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's gonna. Th- I was gonna say o- over the years, I, I know for me, I've done mostly music radio and interviews in the music. Yeah. But the last few years, I've had more. This show I'm doing now is primarily talk. I've grown to really like it, and I was curious for you, since so much of your life has been, you know, other things besides game shows. How are you finding that transition, yeah. and and is it easy, easy peasy for you, or what have you had to change or or adapt to? Well, for, well, first of all, you you know you can't curse, so that's that, you know. But uh, thank God there's editing, but it's not live. Uh, but I, I, I really found it easier than I thought. I thought, you know, I got, when the first day, you know, that I got there, I was a little bit nervous. Like, well, I said, you want me to read this, do math? I mean, I can't, like, I did, can't do it all, you know, people. Yeah. But it, it, it was easy because, it, uh, much easier than I thought, because it was just really connecting with people. And that's not something that I, that I have to rehearse. And, yes. and they were just so happy to be there and, you know, the chance of winning money and having fun. Like I said, it was, you know, it's light and it's fun. And I just, yeah, I needed it. I'm not going to even, like, do the line that everybody, everybody's, like, promoting a show right now. It's like, you know, at a time when we just need to laugh, like, I'm not going to say, no, the, I needed to laugh. Like, I, I, I needed to laugh. Yeah. Lee, you got plenty of people to talk to you today. Uh, just a fun, quick question for you. Over the years, especially folks will know you from King of Queens, what's one thing about Kevin that helped you and brought out the best in you and vice versa, something that you felt you you know, brought out good in him? Because you're doing that with well, people. What, what I think I, I brought out good in Kevin is, Kevin, you know, I was more, you know, his wife behind the scenes. But, like when I came back to do a show with Kevin uh, two years ago, right? Because I was like, Kevin, did you send a thank you note to this person at the network? <laughs> Kevin, did you send a thank you note for the flowers that you got? Kevin, did you? so I, I was, I, I taught him that, and and what Kevin taught me was uh, to to believe in 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 working with somebody that you can truly trust and love. And I, I cannot say enough about Kevin James. I mean, I've worked with a lot of people. He's he's probably the rare, the people I can count on one hand. Uh, of, the, of the leading men that I that I respect and admire, he's truly a person who knew when to hand it over. He was never, he was the guy going, no, give it, give more stuff to to Leah, give more stuff to Jerry, give more stuff to Victor Williams. Like he was that guy, and he taught me how to be gracious. And even though your name is at the top of the call sheet, uh, being a real leader means uh, knowing the people around you. 
uh, need to be good and need to feel supported and loved, and, and Kevin taught me that. Love that insight. Leah, thank you so much. Congratulations on People Puzzler. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Uh, and to you, Tim. Bless you, honey. Bye-bye. Bye, baby. That's actress Leah Remini from the King of Queens sitcom with Kevin James and other shows and films. She's now hosting a brand new game show called People Puzzler on the Game Show Network, which I believe debuts this evening. Victoria, did you catch it at the end there? She called me babe and honey. Yes, I heard. But earlier she also called me sir. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of all over. Because it's endearment, you know. <laughs> yeah, she sounded like a very warm... Uh, it, was, it was fun chatting with her. Yeah. Appreciate it. Also, Dr. Robert Jeffers joining us today and Chris Tegall at the top of the hour. Full program. We even made some winners today. Yes, we did. It was a fine program. Yeah. All right. Got looking, a lot in. Yeah. We're looking forward to doing more tomorrow. Podcast the program. Hopefully up a little later on this evening. You can subscribe, as we mentioned earlier, uh, at um, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. And feel free to tell a friend about the program if you'd be so kind. We greatly appreciate that. We'll uh, wrap things up now by passing the baton to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. He leads in prayer next. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.